DACA, ITIN, first time home buyer or want to invest? Embar Mendez is a bilingual agent with Remax Real Estate Results, ready to help you. Call or text her today to talk about buying or selling property at 479-879-3398. Hey everyone, this is Irvin with the District 3 Podcast. Um, Manny's not with us this week. He's still on vacation. Um, He will be back by next week but we'll be able to we'll have to do this episode without him today we have a special guest he's an artist he's also a mental health advocate and we're actually going to start the show with one of his new songs from his new album love life longevity uh it's jasper logan so we're going to go ahead and play one of his songs the song is called good girl and we'll be right back with him after this quick music break Girl, I wanna be your everything I wanna take you, show you everything Don't wanna leave it up to anything I want your hand to have a wedding ring I wasn't scared, I didn't know what you needed I wanna be with you and watch us change the seasons Go to the yard in the winter when it's freezing You look like summer when you got me overheating I know you spoil, you deserve it Cause you perfect, I know you worth it All them other girls, I keep them on the surface We go deeper cause I know you got a purpose Yeah, So won't you show it all, show it all for me Show it all, show it all for me Show it all, show it all for me Take you out, girl. Let me take you out. Just be ready at the slip. So I can just let you go. Jasper Logan, who's actually our uh, guest this week. Jasper, thank you for joining us. Bro, thank you so much for having me. Super excited. 
And like I was saying, whenever I was starting the show, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about today's conversation, specifically because we're, you know, two young dudes. Yeah. And I've had conversations about, you know, music and mental health with, with older folks. And a lot of the times, I mean, we have different um, viewpoints on that. And, and yeah, because I feel like different generations kind of handle trauma differently. Oh, 100 percent. That's and, funny. I was just talking to a friend about that. Like, just like our parents, like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like our parents, like handle like trauma and things way differently than like you know we have my my sister is a uh my sister is a licensed therapist like okay she's a counselor That's and a so like we have the conversation all the time just about like how like you know our parents like like she's like she knows a lot you know what mm. i mean and like i know a little bit but like she knows a lot and so like she's like we we often have conversations about like man like you know, mom and dad are so different than, like, they handle this so differently than, like, you know, how we think we should handle it now and stuff. It's, like, it's just a different generation, different time. Like, yeah. nowadays we're, like, we're kind of, like, becoming more aware to, like, you know, like, our emotions and, mm-hmm. like, being okay with that. Whereas, like, the generation before us, like, they weren't okay with, like, emotions and all that good stuff. And, stuff. and it's cool that you say that because it's, like, you have that that uh, close family member that because of the profession, it might be easier to talk about the subject, right? You know, yeah. my wife has a psychology degree, so I also have the same thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> we have these kind of conversations where it's specifically, I, and and I think we'll touch on that in, in, in the next few minutes, but, you know, being raised in a community that kind of tells you that you have to deal with your problems either by just getting over them yep. or by, like, like drinking, you know, yeah. just take a shot or just, yeah. or just do this can be really toxic and, and affect like future generations. hundred percent. hundred percent. And let's talk a little bit about you. Um, you came, uh, well, you were born in Chicago. Were you born in Chicago, Illinois? Yes, sir. Born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. And, uh, yeah, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Um, lived in the sort of like south suburbs for a little bit after well first we lived with my my grandma until i was like four or five uh in the city and then we moved to like the south suburbs until i was like 11 or 12 and then we got evicted and moved back to the city um and then was there all all the way up until uh college really and then after college moved down here started working for a nonprofit organization and uh kind of just stayed been here ever since so you talked about the eviction yeah. part of it. It's really crazy because when I was like 12 or 13, we went through a foreclosure. Oh, yeah. And I think it's kind of the same thing. You know, you get kicked out. of. Yeah. Of that, that's, when you think about it, that that's kind of traumatic. You so, know? No, it, bro, like, you know? It, it definitely is. So, like, and, like, back then, like, I didn't know, like, the trauma, like, that it mm-hmm. would cause. You know what I mean? Like, or even just the, like, experience of going from, like, you know south suburbs to like back to like inner city like that was just like like all of that was traumatic and like around that time so like we had kind of got like my my brother had just went to jail for 10 years for selling drugs Mm -hmm. and then my parents had just gotten a divorce um and then we got evicted and then like we we moved to the city so it was like it was like boom 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 right after another all in the yeah, yeah all in the same year but like then like i didn't know like those events were like you know traumatic to me and like they would even have a sort of like 
you know, mental, physical, even spiritual sort of like impact on my mm-hmm. life. Um, until much later, until like I mean, like you know, like if you don't deal with your trauma, like it's gonna like it's gonna find another way out, like you yeah. know, like, some way somehow, and so you gotta address it at some point. And so, yeah. definitely, definitely, I think I I read or heard in an interview that you started uh, focusing on music when you were like twelve years old. Yeah, and that you got inspired by college dropout of Kanye West. I have yeah. a, I have a weird relationship with Kanye West, you know, uh, just because it's complicated, you know. I but, can see that. I can see that. A lot but that of album do. still is. I mean, you can't you can't say that album wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do. And here's the thing, though. Like, so like that album was like, for me, like growing up in Chicago, like that that was like, that was like the first album that like I felt okay like to like really like get behind and like him as an artist because of like it it just related to me so much and like Mm -hmm. it hit home so much so like he wasn't the first like soulful rapper you know whatever um and he wasn't the first like you know socially conscious rapper whatever but he was kind of the first to like kind of bridge that gap between like you know what i mean like i think he called it like humanity versus vanity right Mm -hmm. like he wasn't too far left to where it was like Ah, he was like most deaf or like he was like common and like always socially conscious but he also wasn't too far right to where he was like on some like gangster rapper stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so like he just like kind of appealed to like who i was like in my lane like as much as possible and it was like yo he was wearing pink polos and like flipping his collars Mm -hmm. and like had backpacks and like but still rocking jordans and still like from the same places that everybody else was from you know what i mean but and it was like, yo, like, I don't have to be gangster or I don't have mm-hmm. to be lame. Like, I could be, this is cool. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why I kind of, like, like for that, like, in and of itself, like, that album, like, what he did, that and that, like, you know, those three or four album stretches, like, he could never be, like, removed from that for me. Just because it was, re- just because it related so much to me and, like, at that specific time. And the, like, and the, like, spiritual influence. So, like. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the church and like I, it's funny now like I remember like getting an album and trying to play Jesus Walks with my mom mm. and like she was like yo okay like I don't know if you know anything about like black church experience like and like parents black church like they they just didn't let anything slide it wasn't no rap wasn't no cursing wasn't no like mm. you know what I mean none of that like anything that could be question like if it wasn't explicitly like jesus like they ain't had nothing to do with it mm. and so like i'm playing like jesus was for her and she's like all right like rap even though she's like rap jesus don't mix whatever yeah and uh then she hears him say the n-word and she's like oh no but like even that but like now like fast forward like you know 20 years later or however long that however long that was like now like She's at a point now to where, like, she's more accepting and more, like, you know, open to that stuff. And so it's like, she can listen to it and be like, ah, oh, I, I can understand it a lot more, you know, now. Man, I got in trouble when I was, like, six. I think it was, like, six or seven. Uh-huh. Because I was listening to No Scrubs uh, TLC. <laughs> like, I got, like, you know, like, no I, got, I got in trouble. Like, I my, my dad would tell me, he'd be like, because I, I, I was raised and in, in born in California, right? Mm-hmm. And we lived with all, like, gangs in our neighborhood. Yeah. Like, like my dad was friends with them and stuff like that, but he wasn't part of a gang, thankfully. But my dad was so scared that I was gonna get involved, involved yeah. with the gang, so he didn't want me to listen to any kind of rap. And yeah. one time, 
he went out with my grandma and I stayed at her house and I was like, you know, let me check out TRL, you know? <laughs> so I was listening to the TRL, uh, the, the top, was it top 20 count, yeah, countdown? Yeah, yeah. And uh, TLC had like one of the, of the biggest hits with no scrubs and I was listening to it and the music video was playing and he came in and oh my God, man, I got so in trouble. But it's like, it's crazy because years afterwards when I was like 12 or 13, my dad would listen, listen to rap with me. Cause, yeah. You know, we were... I guess he understood that that wasn't going to stop me. Yeah. But, like, now, like, so, like, I have a five-year-old daughter now. Mm -hmm. And so, like, now, like, I get, like, I get it. Like, parents get, like, to the point where they, like, you know, you want to protect people so much, you know what I mean, that you're willing to just, like, throw it all away. You know what I mean? Like, just, I want to protect you, so just throw it all away. And it's not until, like, which, like, goes back to, like, the mental health side of it, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there could be, hopefully, like, I can be at a point where, like, I can, like, you know, sit down with my daughter and like walk her through like what's mm. what's right, what's wrong, or like this is why this is the case, right? Versus like you know, before and now my mom like she's willing to do that now. Now mm -hmm. she's willing to like talk talk about things and dive into things. But before it was just like that was just how you handled situations. Yeah. It was like you don't want it to end up bad, so throw it off. Don't go that way. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, uh, but yeah, it's it's like you know, people learn, people grow, and so. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And what's so? What ended up happening for y'all to to head towards Arkansas? So, um, so I ended up finishing uh, college, mm. um, and uh, I I got a job at a nonprofit out here uh, okay. called Potter's House, and so I just did that. Like I, I, this was like. So you moved over here by on your own? Yeah. So I moved, I moved by myself first, and then like I was here for probably three four years mm -hmm. and like i have family come and visit yeah. so uh visit all the time and then my sister ended up moving down probably three years ago okay and then my mom just moved down That's like cool. in october mm -hmm. uh, from chicago and so i've been on this like since i moved down bro i've been on this mission to like move chicago here okay yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean just move all my friends and family here i did the same thing i was in california like four months ago four three or four months ago and I was telling my family, yo, like, you can literally sell this house. Man, I'm telling you. That costs here $400,000, <laughs> which is like a, a three, uh, two or three bedroom. And you can buy yourself a mansion over here. Facts. <laughs> no, and, like, facts. I tell them, like, there's jobs, like, there's more opportunities over 100%. here. 100%. And, like, I'm hoping that I can bring some, like, in the next year or so over here, you know? 100%. Um, that's, I've been trying to tell people the same thing, man. I kind of felt like a like a explorer, you know. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> come over here, you know. But, like, we have we have so many amazing things over here and stuff. Look at but, this new land. <laughs> and I think I didn't I didn't want to offend because you know sometimes people are like, man, like, do you really think this place is like that crappy that you're wanting me to leave to a different state? Like I was hoping that I didn't give that vibe yeah. off, but at the same time, I mean, once they're here and they experience the opportunities and see the opportunities for like their kids and stuff, I think like they'll they'll be okay. You know, they'll understand yeah. where I was coming from. Yeah, and it's not to, like, you know, I mean, like, it's just different. Like, I don't never want to, like, put down, like, Chicago or anything because it's a great place. And, like, you know I mean? A lot of people live there and, like, think that it's great, but it is really expensive, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it is, like, you know, there's just some great different benefits here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not nearly as much as snow. Like, yeah. you know, I was just talking to a homeboy not too long ago who's over there, and they got, like, four or five inches of snow oh just sitting on the ground you Damn. know what i mean and here it's like it's it'll snow but like it'll just be for like a day or yeah like, it'll clear up and or, then the next day it'll rain and right or even if it does like we do get some like crazy snow it's like everything shut down like there it's oh, like yeah. 
things Keep on still going. moving. Yeah, like, you still got to go to work. You still got to do everything, like, you know what I mean? So. Man, that's crazy. And then uh, I think one of one of the uh, songs I wanted to touch on, uh, which you mentioned that we're going to play in a little bit, is Wins and Losses. What can you tell us about that song? Man, so uh, it's just like, so, like, I'll, I'll start with the whole album. So, like, the whole album is just kind of, like, this, like, journey through, like, a relationship and so like and this is one of the songs on the new album yeah this is one of the songs on the new album and okay. so like the the wins and losses song is like the uh sort of like the final song of like kind of just accepting like yo like this relationship was a loss <laughs> mm. and that's okay you know what i mean like just kind of like getting to the points where you're like you're self-accepting like that like this relationship had its ups and downs like i had i played some you know very bad parts in this as well as mm-hmm. you did and like you know what that's okay like we all need this for growth and like hopefully we become better after this you know what i mean and like i mean so there's like a poem at the end of it um that uh that that just talks about that kind of captures the whole album and it, it ends with this like it ends with this line of like uh forgiveness is freedom and so like being able to Hopefully, like, understanding, like, that everyone, like, goes through wins and losses, everyone does things, everyone hurts people, everyone, mm-hmm. whatever, we want the band, like, you get to a point where you go, you know what, like, I gotta forgive you and I gotta forgive myself for, like, yeah. my own personal freedom and, like, moving forward, so. And we're gonna listen to it right now, Wins or Losses, from the new album Love, Life, and Longevity, uh, and we're gonna talk more about the album when we come right back, but uh, enjoy the song, Wins or Losses, we'll be right back. Yeah. I took some wins and some losses I was down bad but I never lost it When it gave you my heart and then you tossed it Deep down I know you wish that I was falling But we up now and they talking I ain't dancing when I tell you that I'm flossing It brought me down when you told me you was walking My homie told me don't you worry you got options So she gon' wanna roll, she gon' wanna roll She gon' wanna roll, she gon' wanna roll I went down on the low It was hard to keep it even more to let you go There was things I ain't even know Why you wait so long to say I only got one more I was busy chasing all the things I ain't never had I would've changed for you, would've came to you Would've part the whole world just to see you walk through it And now you walking out the door into my heart I took some wins and some losses I was down bad but I never lost it I went and gave you my heart and then you tossed it Deep down I know you wish that I was falling But we up now and they talking I ain't dancing when I tell you that I'm flossing You brought me down when you told me you was walking My homie told me don't you worry you got options She gon' wanna roll, she gon' wanna roll 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 I am not exempt I done got a couple hot stashed in the whip Driving through the city trunk, bleeding on the strip I just never thought that you would be as bad as me Strange fruit hanging, see the blood on the leaves Should've saw the signs that was hanging from the trees Saw what you was growing, even help you plant the seeds Couldn't stop the weeds, couldn't stop the thoughts that was telling you to seize I know it's a lot, it's a lot. I know when to stop, when to stop. You only know when to talk You make a scene and you walk 
why you come back? Just to leave me twice, girl, why they do that? Living down south, but you might move back You might start school, or you might be back Or you might do everything I took some you wins and some losses I was down bad, but I never lost it I went and gave you my heart, and then you tossed it Deep down, I know you wish that I was falling But we up now, and they talking I ain't dancing when I tell you that I'm flossing Broke me down when you told me you was walking My mama told me, don't you worry, you got options oh. She gon' wanna roll, she gon' wanna roll 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 She gon' wanna I, I know it's a lie I know it's a lie I know, I know, I know, I know, I know it's a lie Say you want too much Running right back, say you want too much Talking like that, you gon' want too much All that yeah, yeah, you gon' want too much All the time back, she gon' want too much If she come back, she gon' want too much Talking all that, girl, you want too much Listening in that, girl, you want too much Will you be that, girl, you want too much too much, they want too much, they want too much. I hate poems, but sometimes they're true. I get in my feelings when I think about you. Looking for a good girl seems impossible. Reminiscing on our moments seem to be the only obstacle. Should we try again? Just accept it and move on. To love is to be vulnerable. Lock your heart in a box if you want to be unbreakable. To love is to be vulnerable. Toss it from east to west to never meet again. To love is to be vulnerable. See what you become then. To love is to be human. Forgiveness is freedom. Jasper Logan with Wins and Losses, who just happens to be our guest here today as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Jasper, let's talk about that album. Uh, that was um, that that comes from the album Love, Life, and Longevity, which you just released last month. Uh, what's this album about? Yeah. Um, what's the theme of it? Yeah. So I guess the theme is just about like it's just about love, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, it's about uh, a going through like the ups and downs of a relationship. Um, there's like some like hidden messages in there and some twists and turns it's much like you know much like life and much like relationships um, that kind of take you for a loop um, and kind of like ultimately get into a place of like self-acceptance and like mm -hmm. self-awareness and like self-love and like a place of like forgiveness and um, mm -hmm. and just uh, yeah self-acceptance really so so you would say it's kind of very like therapeutic Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. A lot of my like music is therapeutic. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I, like for me, music is like ninety nine percent feeling. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I gotta be able to feel it. Like, it comes from feelings. Like, mm -hmm. the sounds, the like colors, like all of those things are like you know are feeling based for me. Um, and so, like, whenever I like go through something or like you know 
feel something like it just comes out in the music a lot of times like i don't even like a lot of times like i'm not even aware of it because like i do it so often now like it's just like like i'll like write a verse or write something and then like probably like a month or something later realize that like oh this was about that that i was going through at that mm-hmm. time and like dang you know what i mean like i don't and i don't do that on purpose like it just comes out like that 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 way so so I heard uh, in in an interview you did, uh, they talked about well, you talked about how you uh, noticed that you had written a lot of a lot of music about your grandma. Yeah, can you talk about that? One hundred percent. Explain yep. like what kind of relationship you had with her. Well, that's a that's a perfect example. So like, um, so growing up, like my we lived with my grandma for probably until I was like four or five, mm. and we had a and like so we were I was really close with her. And then we moved out, and she probably passed when I was, like, probably, I want to say 13, 14. Mm. Um, and so this was, it was just among the other, like, traumatic experiences that I experienced in my life. Like, this was also another one that I didn't know really had an impact on me mm. until, like, years later. Until, like, I was... Uh, I'm kind of like always writing music, always kind of like writing ideas and stuff and like thinking about projects and different things like that. Uh, And so like I was in that like process and uh, before I, it's funny, before I got to this album, I probably went through like two or three albums and two Mm. or three different like ways to make a project and like routes that I wanted to go for a project. Um, But I was just writing a bunch of music about my grandma and just Mm. like found myself like it was like two or three songs and like i was like yo these are all about you know they all mention her they all have her and i realized that like i had never really like processed like her death like Mm. in a way in a a, like healthy way or even at all you know what i mean like like even to this day like i kind of don't even remember like the funeral and like Mm. all that went on and and my, I, I talked to my sister about it. I was like, man, like, do you even remember the funeral? And she's like, yeah, you were there. Like, she's telling me all these things. And I'm like, yo, I don't even, like, remember, like, any of this. And, like, and I just realized because I hadn't processed it. You know what I mean? I've been, like, shoving it down under for, you know, so long. And, like, I mean, like, any trauma or anything that, like, you experience, like, it's going to find a way out. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to get out. Um, and so, like, I just found myself doing that, just writing songs and writing things about this. And I was, like, I was in counseling at the time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this was right after my, my last album, 94 South, um, which I was in counseling while I was sort of re- recording and writing for that project. Um, and so, like, I was just soaking up all of these just, like, ideas and um, all of these, like exercises to kind of help me like get in tune with my emotions more because this is something i'd never like done before mm-hmm. like re- that album really pushed me to like really to a different place like mentally and emotionally um to where like and to a place where like i was actually becoming like okay with those things you know what i mean okay to like because i mean growing up in a black home like mm-hmm. You just didn't. You didn't talk about your emotions like that, and you didn't talk about counseling. You didn't talk about like that kind of stuff. It was either like, "Yo, go to church," <laughs> or <laughs> Jesus will solve it. Yeah, or like it's nothing. Like it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? You know, everybody's going through their own stuff, which is true. But um, and so yeah, so like I was finally at a place where I could like be okay with like talking about those things and like feeling those things and like. Uh, 
that's just what ended up coming out at that time. Mm. So yeah. So why why would you say uh, mental health advocacy is important for you? Yeah, like so it's important for me because like I experienced it. So like I'm really big on like I'm really big on like if I experienced something and it was good and like it was beneficial for me, like I'm gonna tell you about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's just the kind of guy I am. So like for me like that's how I feel about mental health and like I was like not only was I like in counseling but like I was just like listening to a bunch of just like positive like psychology uh, podcasts Mm -hmm. at the time so like um, I listened to this one called the psychologist podcast I listened to uh, the happiness lab uh, and just like all of these like podcasts and things that like and I was reading a bunch too so just about like mental health and emotions and so I had all these like sources of like wealth of like information that I was just learning about like emotions and about like handling and dealing with your trauma and your hurt mm-hmm. and your pain. And then I also was learning like all the things that like could come up if you don't deal with those things, mm-hmm. right? Like like we know that like if you don't deal with like your traumatic experiences and hurt and pains, like you're more likely to get cancer. You're more likely to get like, or even, or even hand it over, hand over that trauma to the next generation. Yeah, but like, yeah, all of these, like, all of these things that like I see, like, you know, what I mean that we see within our communities, these things that like plague our communities, like, they're in, they're they're like direct causes of like not dealing with your hurt and pain and like not dealing with your trauma, yeah. and so like, the more I like started to witness that, I'm like, oh shoot, like, how can we like offset some of this stuff right mm-hmm. um and so like yeah so like I, I wanted to be whatever little bit of like you know advocate i could be and can be like that that's what i want to do so i did this one event um about grief um just because that was the that was the topic at hand you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's what i was like going through like man like how do i grieve my grandma really and uh and i found out that like yo a lot of people have the same problem you know what i mean like a lot of people um really don't like and especially in like minority communities like is that the event that we were talking about yeah so that's the that's a mental health discussion on grief where um i invited um four um licensed professional counselors to come and like be a part of a panel uh and basically just talk about um mental health in our community so like in the latinx community and then in the african-american community and that panel had like a bunch of superstars in the yeah had, well people were in attendance i mean like uh my wife was in the crowd like yep. i was telling you we had our our uh past guest and, and friend michelle was ho- was hosting it with you yep. and like my therapist was part of the panel <laughs> i was cracking up i was like you know small world that's so funny <laughs> Yo, she's great, by the way, Marta, too, man. Yeah. Like, shout out, Marta. Yeah, shout out. yeah, yeah. Nah, it was, but it, it was just, like, the more, like, I, when I did that, the more, like, just see that, like, yo, this is so necessary, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we see that there's, like, there's a disconnect between, like, mental health and our communities, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's just, I mean, you said earlier, like, it's taboo to talk about it mm-hmm. in, in our communities, right? So, like, not only is it, like, hard to talk about, but, like, the resources are lacking, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's hard to connect people to those resources. You know what I mean? Whether it be financially, et cetera. Like, there's so many hurdles that, like, you know what I mean, are, are like, almost intentionally designed to keep us away from uh, from those sort of, like, 
benefits. And well, so just like, imagine like the effect that it would have if like our parents had those resources to be able 100%. to get therapy. You know, like the trauma that we wouldn't have carried, or that we wouldn't have we wouldn't have given to like our children. You know, a hundred percent. I mean, and it could go from like the smallest of things to like, you know, what I mean, to like learning how to say I'm sorry when you hurt, when you offend somebody like yo that was my bad like something like simple as that to yeah. like you know what I mean the deep generational things that like that just carry over in, in our communities um and then also like the practical side of of it too like learning to talk about finances learning to talk about like whatever the case may be like all of those things come from this like inability to like understand what's going on up here in your mind mm-hmm. and to um really like delve into those topics Mm -hmm. and so like the more i can like be a part of making it okay the Mm -hmm. more i can be a part of like putting those ideas um and those resources in the hands of like our communities man i'm always gonna do that bro so like so we did that one on grief i want to do another one pretty soon on on the topic of anger just Mm because anger isn't talked about too in our communities like when there is so much anger, you know what I mean? But we don't really talk about, like, why the anger is there. Where does it come from? Like, you know what I mean? We just want to put... And, and anger isn't, like... Anger isn't really a bad thing. Like, sometimes we need to be angry. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need and to, oppression, like... Oppression, you know? Like, if there's oppression out in the world, it's like... Yeah, we, we need to be mad okay at that. Be, yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be upset. Exactly. At what point did you, in your life, did you realize, uh, I, need, I need to go to therapy? Um... Bro, like, it was, like, so it was probably before I was doing, like, um, actually, funny story, it was, it was the, uh, the J. Cole album, the mm-hmm. J. Cole album that came out not too long ago, uh, K.O.D. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, uh, I was listening to it, and I was like, ah, he's kind of right. And, mm-hmm. like, so I was listening to that, and then at the same time, like, I was, uh, I was working at a nonprofit, and we were, like, and we, I had just became friends with uh james hawkin who is a therapist okay and uh and we were talking at the time and so i was like man you should come like talk to our kids and stuff and so he was we were talking and he and we were meeting and he was telling me about all of the like side effects that like come from like not addressing your trauma mm-hmm. and i'm like le- le- reading over these things looking at them, i'm like yo i have a lot of these things mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why i feel like this you know what i mean like i would especially during that time like i was like like i was probably like really depressed like i i would come home and just like be extremely tired all the time Mm -hmm. like go to the store and just be like all these symptoms that you probably don't even think are related to depression bro not at all like like i just thought that i was busy and like you know i mean i am pretty busy but like i had no idea fatigue was like because of that like i had no idea that like you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, when I when I would cry, like, it felt good to cry. And I'd be like, man, why did it feel good to cry? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but all of these things, like, I had no idea that, like, that, like, all of these things were stemming from this, like, you know, this one result, this one issue. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Until, like, until, like, I was in counseling and, like, and then they slow, slowly started to peel back the layers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa, like wow like i had no idea that this was here and so like that realization like man like exactly what you said imagine if like you know our parents our friends our families like everybody had that you know what i mean the realization that everybody had access to like 
getting to know themselves better. You know what I mean? Did you ever get, like, officially diagnosed? I know I, like, when when I started going to psychiatrists, like, I got diagnosed with anxiety. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't, um... I don't have depression. Yeah. You know, I don't feel yeah. it or no, or nothing. They have no, 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 any kind of symptoms, but anxiety, like, yes. like yeah. even, even like being at a, like a, like if I go to Walmart, right. And uh-huh. I'm, and I'm waiting to check out and I see a lot of people surrounding me. I get so anxious. Bro. Same, bro. Yes. Yeah. So like, it's funny. Like I talked about that in counseling, like even, which were like coping skills, like in like, like even now, like if you were like to just like walk, like even like two feet behind me mm-hmm. or whatever, like. And I could be aware of your presence, like it would freak me out, bro. I'd be like, "Yo, what are you doing, right?" <laughs> Man, whenever, you know I mean? like, whenever I'm outside, or like, if I'm outside and and I'm like getting out of my car and I'm by myself, and I see a car like drive around me or yeah. next to me, like I don't know why my mind thinks like the worst, you know? Yeah, like, facts. It's like, and I don't know if it's just anxiety, just in general, or maybe because of like the community work that I do, I'm a little bit paranoid. Yeah, you know, because I mean. There are bad people in the world that kind of don't want you to do good things, right? A hundred percent. So these kind of things, I mean, I think they all just root from just that anxiety. A hundred percent. And yeah, and like definitely, especially like now, like now, like now times, like with COVID and with, you know, police brutality, mm-hmm. et cetera, like all of those things, bro. Like I done had so much anxiety, like just over the last, like with the last year, like it's been kind of crazy, man. And so like now more than ever and then like not only me like our society as a whole like our like the experts will say that like we are now one of the most like you know anxious societies ever Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yeah just because of like how we have been setting up our society and though although mental health has like becoming increasingly more and more talked about like it still ain't enough bro like it it still ain't enough to the point where we can make actual viable changes and so so we need to talk about it more we need to dive into it more we need to figure it out even more so well i'm excited about that event that you're thinking about doing on anger yeah Uh, and hopefully you continue to do other different topics related to mental health just because in our community uh there's a lot of folks you know that need that need that help uh, either because of lack of insurance or lack of yep. resources um, they just have to kind of deal with their trauma and unfortunately they pass it around to to their kids and you know yeah. and family members and I think that work that you're doing is super important um, just because I mean you have a platform yourself you know just the yeah. same way that we do and if we don't use it to kind of try to help people you know then what's what's the point of having a platform? yeah why do we even have it yeah 100%. so I, th- I like I like that you really that you're really focused on that and I'm excited to see what you do in the future. Um, and everybody that's listening, make sure to check out Jasper's album. It's out on all platforms. I'm about to check it out on Spotify as soon as I, as soon as we leave here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but any any other final message you wanna you wanna uh, say to the people listening, whether whether it being about mental health or whether it being about your work or or uh, or your goals in the community? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, definitely. I think just one just like take care of yourself like like i said these are kind of crazy times and weird times and difficult times and so like to take care of yourself mentally physically and like spiritually any way that you can like is um definitely beneficial and then also like with just emphasis on the community too like 
I, I'm, I've been really like inspired by like what you've been doing in the community. Like I, t I told you earlier, like I follow you on Twitter, and uh, I've been really inspired by like <laughs> you. I figured out how to who I should vote for mm. <laughs> on Twitter. I'm glad so, to hear that. <laughs> yeah, gotta change. I influence someone's man. Nah, facts. Like when you broke, when you was like tweeting like. Uh, all the candidates and like what they stood mm -hmm. for and what they believed and I was like, ah, oh, yo, this is helpful. I needed this. <laughs> Definitely needed that. That's good to hear. And so, and so like, I want to do more, more stuff for the community um, and, and more things like that. So, well, thank you for joining us, Jasper. I really appreciate you being here, man. And, Same and just, here. Thanks for having me. And just having these conversations, which are super important. And I feel like, you know, someone listening today who, you know, might feel alone or might feel these symptoms that we talked about, um, they might get encouraged, you know, if they have the resources to, uh, to go to therapy, or or reach out, you know, reach out to you and maybe be like, hey, I heard your interview, like a hundred percent, definitely, definitely, we, I could point you to some good resources and we can we can make that definitely make that happen for sure. There you go. Check out Jasper Logan's new album, Love, Life, and Longevity. It's available on our platforms, and we're gonna leave you here with one of his songs. The song is called Redemption yeah, by Jasper Logan, um, and uh, see you all next week. Living in the worst place, scratching just to make it down to first base Hope I'm sliding home again, I know I've been gone all day She gon' ask for everything she want away Love and security, things I never give to myself I've been looking for redemption Calling, asking, face it I've been looking for redemption Sex and say I treat her like a toy Girl, these stories getting old I've been dealing with my lows I don't got the time to deal with Why you think I ain't proposed? You know, I just got out of something That drained a nigga's soul I gave everything I had Just to be left there on the road She said everything she said Just to be stuck there on red The way the tables turn Maybe I should burn something Hoping that she learned something But we know how that go Girl, you never take responsibility When you wrong Okay, I'm diving in the waters That's uncharted What's the target? Couldn't tell you if you hit me on the wallet I've been pacing myself I've been forgiving myself so, tell me how you finna live if you can't live with yourself That's why I'm looking for it Calling, asking, face it Still looking for it
so much way. I fall into myself I don't reach out for help Can't blame nobody else I've been looking for you